Amen. If you would take your Bibles, Psalm 100 tonight. Psalm 100. I'll tell you, I've got a rebellious spirit. You know, when it comes to holidays and uh, like Thanksgiving, a lot of the times I'm trying my best to go preach something other than what I'm supposed to. You know, Thanksgiving, you're supposed to preach Thanksgiving messages. Thanksgiving, you know what I want to preach on? The resurrection. When it comes to Easter, you know what I want to preach on? Thanksgiving. Uh, just because I'm a rebel and I have to watch myself because uh, I don't feel like I have to preach uh, themed messages around holidays. But as I began to study the 100th Psalm, which is a great psalm about Thanksgiving, I'll just have to tell you and confess that my rebellion turned into excitement because this is a great text. And a wonderful truth that will help us and a reminder that we do need to be thankful. Tonight's message is simply titled that, Be Thankful. Look with me in Psalm 100. We begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his thanksgiving, into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. So the Bible says there in verse 4 Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And bless his name. Be thankful. We are to be thankful. Notice the Bible doesn't say feel thankful. It says be thankful. You know, there are lots of times when we don't feel thankful, but we should be thankful. You know, I'm glad that I don't have to always feel saved, but I'm glad to know that I am always saved. And be thankful is something that we are commanded to do. Be thankful. I like to think about being thankful. And you can be certain of this fact that thanksgiving and thoughtfulness go hand in hand. Most of the time when we find ourselves grumbling and growling and complaining and ungrateful and unthankful, it's because we are failing to remember God's great blessing in our lives. Thoughtfulness and thankfulness go together. Someone said like this, memory is the key to thankfulness. Isn't that true? How many of you have found yourself in a low spot and a low time and you began to be thankful and give God thanks for something and find out that when you are thankful and you give thanksgiving to the Lord, it will lift your spirit. We all have something to be thankful for. Memory is the key to thanksgiving. Do you know that spirit-filled people are thankful people? People whose hearts are in tune with God And people who are walking with the Lord are thankful people. I can prove it to you from the Bible. If you keep your finger in Psalm 100 and turn over to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 5. I think it's very important that we see this Bible lesson. Spirit-filled people are thankful people. If you find yourself as a child of God, grumbling and growling and complaining and bitter and angry and ungrateful, discontent with the circumstances of life, unable to give praise to the Lord, it's because you're not walking in the Spirit. You're not filled with the Spirit. 
The Bible says in verse 18 of Ephesians chapter number 5, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, this passage of Scripture gives a contrast. This first verse, it says, We're not to be drunk with wine. If a man is drunk with wine, he is controlled by what he's drunk. He's drunk, and he's acting like a drunk. He's controlled by that drink. The Bible says if a person is drunk, they're controlled by what they've drunk. The Bible says in contrast to that, we're to not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but we are to be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Some people, you say the word, be filled with the Spirit, and the first thing we think is it's some kind of spooky thing. We're waiting on God to zap us with the Spirit or there to be this overcoming of the Spirit Do we end up falling in the floor or something like that. That's not what this means. The Bible says to be filled with the Spirit. If you are filled with the Spirit, that means you're controlled by the Spirit. You ever talk to somebody and heard them say, boy, that kid is full of himself. You know what that means? That means he's controlled by his flesh. If we're to be Filled with the Spirit, that means we're to be controlled by God. The Bible continues in verse 19. Be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, a byproduct of being filled with the Spirit is being thankful. Be thankful. You know, God has called us to be thankful. Be thankful. He doesn't say feel thankful. He says be thankful. And when we come to Psalm 100, if you'll go back with me to our text, Psalm 100, we see thankful in this text is connected with a list of things that we are to do, a list of activities that we are to engage in. And the duties that God has given us are, some, are things that lead us to having a spirit-filled, thankful life. We're to do things. There's some things we're to engage in, some actions and some activities that God's people are to be active in in order that thanksgiving becomes an active part of our lives. Thanksgiving. You see, when we do God's will and we obey God's word, the byproduct is we are blessed and happy. You see, a lot of folks have this idea that if they could get to a place where they had nothing to do, then they'd be happy. That's not true. You see, there's lots of miserable people who have lots to do. But there are equally lots of people who are miserable because they have nothing to do. You see, your misery or your thanksgiving is not related to your busyness, your Gratitude and thanksgiving and happiness is linked to your obedience to God. God's designed us to be productive. And when we do what God has called us to do and we obey his word, then we're filled with the spirit and thanksgiving is a byproduct. I'm thankful for that. How many of you ever had a chicken? I like chickens. I think they taste great. I've raised some chickens, and I thought it was fun for a while. I enjoyed watching them, and I learned a little about chickens. Do you know how to tell if a chicken's happy? They sing. It's really fun. You, you watch these, these chickens, and they just, they just go around. It's really low. You can't hear them until you get close. But when you get close to them, if the chicken's singing, the chicken's happy. And I don't know about you, but when I had chickens, I liked watching them be happy. 
Now, chickens are always happy when you give them food. They're like Baptists. Maybe that's why Baptists like to eat chickens. I don't know. But if you're feeding chickens, they're happy. Now, I'll just tell you, you can take a trough and you can pour corn out in a trough and feed the chickens, and they're happy about that. But let me tell you how to make a chicken most happy. How you make a chicken most happy, it'll seem a little bit cruel at first. But if you want to make a chicken most happy, you take a big handful of cracked up corn or chicken feed of any kind, and you find a patch of grass that's kind of high. And instead of pouring in a pile where it's easy for them to get to, what you do is you take a big handful of corn and you just spread it out. Spread it out everywhere. You know why? Because those chickens, it's like Christmas all day long. They go around, they scratch a little bit, and they find one. (laughs) And they sing. They scratch a little bit, and they find one, and they sing. You know, it's interesting to me because the chicken's happy because the chicken's doing what the chicken was designed to do. God designed that chicken with an instinct to scratch around and find chicken scratch. They scratch around, they find a piece. Mm. They scratch around and find it. Find it, mm, and you spread it out real good and give them something to do all day long. You know what happens? You have happy chickens because the chickens are doing what the chickens were designed to do. Now, why'd you say that, preacher? I'm glad you ask. God has designed us to serve Him. God's designed us to do the work of the Lord with our lives. God's designed us to be productive. God's designed us to serve Him. And the key to being happy and thankful is when we obey what God has given us to do. There's a list of things in this passage of Scripture that we're to do. There's some action words and some things that we're to engage in. And when God's people engage in what God has given us to do, then we're going to find out that that is going to satisfy us and make us grateful, thankful, sweet people filled with the Spirit. Thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Let's look at them. Here's some things that you can do that will help you be thankful. You may not feel thankful, but if you'll do these things, you'll be thankful because the Lord will fill you with His Spirit as you serve Him. Look at the first one is Verse number 1. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. Isn't that a great verse? Uh, We jokingly say that for folks who can't sing. That's our life's verse for singing. Make a joyful noise. But And honestly, when you begin to study this passage of Scripture, you realize that that is exactly what it means. I'm just kidding, but you'll hear it in just a second. The word make a joyful noise is actually one original word. Make a joyful noise is one word, and it literally means to shout. It means to shout. Some people, as hard as they try to sing beautifully, all it sounds like is a shout. And the Bible says, make a joyful noise of the Lord. The word make a joyful noise is literally shout. There's another place in the Bible where we see this word. It's in the book of Joshua. You remember the book of Joshua, chapter number 6? The nation of Israel has uh, began to conquer the promised land, and they go to the walls of Jericho. And as they go to the walls of Jericho, Joshua says, don't shout on day one. Don't shout on day two. Don't shout on day three. Don't shout on day four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when I tell you to shout, you shout. And on the seventh day, they made seven trips around the walls of Jericho. Joshua says, shout. And guess what they did? They shouted. 
That exact same word is make a joyful noise in the Lord in Psalm 100, verse number 1. Now, what's that mean? How does that apply? I'll just tell you, we are to be vocal about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are. I mean, there should come times because of the love of Christ boiling up in our hearts that we are audibly praise His name. We audibly praise I don't think we shout in order to drum up the spirit. You can shout and drum up somebody's mind. I'll tell you, if you shout real loud at the wrong time, you'll get everybody worked up. But we are to, sh- we're to shout to the Lord. We're to make a joyful noise. We're to be audible about what God is doing in our lives. When's the last time you shouted to the Lord? I don't know exactly how this is going to look in your life, but I'll just tell you, we need to get to the place where we are not ashamed to shout out for the glory of God, to praise our Savior, to rest in Him. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You see, when we begin to make joyful noises unto the Lord, we find ourselves thankful. Sometimes in the car is a good time to make a joyful noise of the Lord. And it may be when you turn a gospel song up as loud as you can and sing just as loud as you can with it. Maybe the Greek implication is let her rip for the glory of God. <laughs> make a joyful noise of the Lord. But don't be afraid to be audibly thankful for how good God is. Make a joyful noise of the Lord. The first thing is we're to make a joyful noise of the Lord. The next thing we're to do is serve the Lord with gladness. The Bible says in verse number 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord. Now, this is a phrase, serve the Lord, that can get a little bit muddy. Uh, Like, how can I serve the Lord? I've not seen the Lord. How can I serve the Lord? There's lots of ways to serve the Lord. You serve the Lord in your church. You serve the Lord in your community. But one of the main ways we serve the Lord is we serve the Lord by serving other people. The passage of Scripture that comes to mind is where Jesus says that when you've, uh, you've served the least of these, you've served me. And we're to serve other people. Let me tell you something. You are most likely, if you're going to meet with family this week for Thanksgiving, you're most likely going to have an opportunity to serve the Lord. There's going to be folks that show up that maybe get on your nerves. I'm going to encourage you to do something. Serve the Lord. How's it say? Does it say serve the Lord because you have to? (laughs) No. Serve the Lord with gladness. Go the extra mile because you get to. Determine to have peace and to serve and to humble yourself and play second fiddle to somebody you'd rather not. Serve the Lord with gladness. We need to learn to do that. Instead of marking our territory... We should be willing to humble ourselves and serve one another, serve the Lord. How can I serve the Lord? I serve the Lord by serving other people. Serve the Lord. The Bible says serve the Lord with gladness. Make a joyful noise of the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. These are two actions that lead to thanksgiving. Number three, the Bible says come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. Folks, we should all have a song in our heart. It should be... It should be an alarming thing when we realize that we don't have a song in our heart anymore. 
How many of you ever realized you had a song in your heart? The Lord brings up songs or sings you're singing and humming and, uh, and music going on in your heart, things that are helping you, and we're to sing to the Lord. I'm thinking, have you ever had a song in your heart? <laughs> I love it. When I was a kid, there's a little song that we played on a cassette tape. Jesus put the song in my heart, a joyful melody. I'm thankful for that. Now, often the song in our heart is a testimony to the condition of our heart. And we need to be asking the Lord to keep a song in our heart, one that glorifies him, something that praises him. The Bible says, come before his presence with singing. Mom and I, I know we used to drive Mike crazy, but Mom and I, when I was a teenager, I've always loved to sing, but I would go in their bedroom, and she always kept hymn books close by, and we'd just begin singing through a hymn book. And uh, oh, what fun that is, to sing to the Lord. Sing praises to the Lord. There have been many times I've had a broken heart and I begin to sing the Lord. Now look, you don't have to be able to sing in order to sing the Lord. Sing. Sing to the Lord. I'm thankful. I remember coming home from Peru. We went on a, on a mission trip to Peru when we were teenagers. I was so homesick I could die. I was so I knew uh, that... The plane was going to crash. And I was never going to eat mom's food again and never going to sleep in my bed again. I was, I mean, I was scared to death. You know what consoled me? I remember I was sitting in the airplane and I sang to myself all the way home just about. You see, we come before his presence with singing. You need to make gospel, godly music a part of your Christian life. It'll lead to Thanksgiving. You see, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Look at the fourth one. The Bible says in verse number 3, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Know. The word know. How can I know that God is God? Isn't that interesting? The Bible says, commands you, know that God is God. How can I know that God is God? Well, you know God is God by studying God's word. And the more we study God's word with, the more we realize how awesome God is, how good God is, how real God is. And the fact that Jehovah God that we read about in the Bible is truly the God that created the heavens and the earth. We're to know that God is God. You can't be a thankful person if you're not seeking to know that God is God. We've got to keep knowing that God is God. We know that the Lord is God, that Jehovah is God. Keep knowing. Are you studying your Bible? Are you studying your Bible? I'm thankful. I'm looking at the crowd of people who come out to church on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I understand that. Thank you. Look, if you just keep studying the Word, knowing and learning and becoming more aware of the fact that Jehovah God is God, you're going to find yourself thankful. You see, the Bible says here in verse 3, Know ye that the Lord... He is God. It is He that hath made us. Aren't you glad God made you? I am. And not we ourselves. We are the, His people and the sheep of His pasture. You know something that makes us unthankful? Something that makes us unthankful is when we feel sorry for ourselves or we look and we're afraid of what may lie ahead. Now when you know that the Lord is God, that he made me. Well, I didn't make myself. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. When you begin to think that I'm the child of God, I'm a member of the flock of God, and God, the good shepherd, cares for me. 
When you begin to realize that God's going to take care of me. The little song says, God will take care of you in every way along life's way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. I'm thankful for that. When you begin to get worried or bitter because you're not thankful, you're ungrateful, I want you to ask this question. Sometimes we look at each other and we say, how are you? You look at yourself and you say, how am I? And you're like, oh, I'm doing terrible. How are you today? Not good. How are you today? Not good. How are you thinking you're going to be tomorrow? Even worse. Instead of asking, how are you? I want you to ask this question. How is God? How's God? How is God? I'll tell you one thing. He's bigger than my problems. How is God? He's greater than the burden that I'm worried about. How is God? He's good. How is God? He's the faithful shepherd, and I'm a sheep in his pasture. How is God? He's doing just right. Hey, listen, as long as God's good, I'm good too. Because he made me, and I am his child. Look, we need to know that he's the Lord. We need to know that God is God. And when we rest the that God is God, and God, how are you, God? I got this, buddy. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> we realize God's got it. Hey, guess what we can do? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The longer I live, the older I get, the more things we've got going on, the more I have to depend on other people to help me get things done. I'm thankful for that. You know what I do when someone does something for me? I try not to ever miss it. If I miss it, it's not because I meant to or I've taken it for granted. But every time somebody does something for me, I try my best to say, thank you. Because when folks serve you, there's reason to be thankful. Listen, God is faithfully meeting our needs. He is faithfully guiding us as the good shepherd. And you know what that does? When you know that God is God, he's your shepherd. You know what you do? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's got this. Make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. Verse number five. Number five. The Bible says in verse number four, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his gates. I love the word enter. It's just a, it's just a literal entering. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We need to come before the presence of God. Look, it's good and it's right. You should be here as often as you can. I encourage you to be here Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Any other opportunity you get, come and gather with God's people. It's wonderful. It's one way that we can enter into his gates. I also want to encourage you to do something. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving any way you can. Now, some people read this and, and explain this verse of Scripture, meaning that we go and do something, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Other folks look at this in another direction. The way to enter his gates and enter into his presence is thanksgiving. I think both are true, and I'm not sure which one is the most accurate interpretation of Scripture. But I will tell you this. 
You'll find your heart near to God when you approach Him with thanksgiving. There's always something to be thankful for. God is good. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. The Bible says, into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him. And the last one, number six. Bless His name. Bless His name. Praise His name. Thank Him for who He is. Bless His name. Why? But why should I do these things? The Bible says in verse number five, For the Lord is good. There are moments in our lives where we wonder, Lord, are you good? The answer is always yes. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. You say, what about the hard times? The Lord is good. What about the difficult things? What about the hurtful, the things that come to pass that are most dreaded? The Lord is good. He says, in those events and in those moments, look at the next phrases in verse 5, His mercy is everlasting. Listen, God's going to extend His mercy to us in our times of need. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. When will His mercy fail? Never. The Bible says, And His truth endureth to all generations. You know what's exciting? David wrote this thousands of years ago. And it was so relevant in the moment he wrote it that it could change someone's life when they determined to be thankful as they did the task that God had laid out for them. You know what's exciting to me? Thousands of years later, his truth endures to all generations. These truths are so powerful they can change your life today. We need to learn to be thankful. Be thankful. It doesn't say feel thankful. It says be thankful. And the way we find ourselves thankful is we obey the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is God. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and bless his name. God is good. You can trust him. Hey, listen. Be thankful. Be thankful. That's God's command to us tonight. Be thankful.